rapper T.I. disgusted by the prosperity gospel? And what does 13 young men joining the fire department in New York tell us about our example to our children? Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Now, there are two kinds of people in the world, only two kinds, not black and white, not rich and poor. There are those who are dead in sin, and there are those who are dead to sin. After three nights of unbridled lawlessness across London, the contagion is spreading. The problem is that God has already judged this. He has judged murder already. I don't need to question it. I don't need to ask and wonder what his plan is. We're commanded as Christians not to participate in the works of darkness, but expose them. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a number of issues concerning specifically the prosperity gospel and also such a great story that came out of tragedy that I recently read. But before I do that, I wanted to give you guys a little ministry update. This last week, we just got back from Texas. We actually had the chance to go and and speak at a conference in Bolverde, Texas, where I got to share a little bit of my testimony and why I care about doctrine and why it matters to us as the body of believers, uh, as blood-bought believers in the body of Christ Uh, why it matters that we care about what the Bible teaches and how what we believe affects how we practice our faith. You've heard it say orthodoxy, orthopraxy, or right doctrine, right living, or wrong doctrine, wrong living. So it was something really important to me and put on my heart. So I was really excited to be down there. I brought not, not only my wife, but three of my wrestlers down with me. It was a great trip. I tried to do my best to disciple and show them what, what ministry is all about and what it's, uh, what it's like going out there and, and sharing the gospel, sharing the truth with people, regardless if we only did it on an hour's sleep or not. And <laughs> But, um, you know, we're blessed to be back home, blessed to uh, be back with our fellowship. We I know we missed uh, an awesome thing that happened here at Blessed Oak Chapel. And if you guys... Please go check out, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, you can find our Blessed Hope Chapel you know, YouTube channel, you can find our Facebook page, or also even on Good Fight, we always share it. But we recently had a group of ex-Mormons come and share their testimony from what's called Adam's Road. And guys, it is powerful. I really, really want to encourage you guys to listen to that and to check that out. I think uh, you would be more than blessed by what they shared. I know our entire congregation is still just so excited about uh, their testimonies and, and praise God for that. So just wanted to give you a quick ministry update. While we were in Texas, we met with also not only our Jackson family there in Bulverde, but also with a, fa- a couple of different family members, the, the Key family over there uh, in Kyle, Texas, which is right next to Austin, and then the Brown family we got to hang out with um, in in Austin and also in Bulverde. They came out to watch me speak, and it was awesome, and they actually are planting their own little home fellowship group there. So guys, don't forget, if, if you're involved in these different... If you want to get involved with just putting out and watching some live feeds together as a group, maybe doing keeping them as a Bible study. I know even, you know, Good Fight Radio, 511 News, some people are using it as a backdrop for Bible studies in the morning and things like that. Anything, guys. We want to try to give you as many resources as possible. I know that pretty soon we're going to be having our studio up. So a lot of these things, we may even revisit some of the more important episodes we've done on 511 or on Good Fight because... 
it's really important to us that a lot of times there's good visual aids. And I know specifically for this story, there is a great visual aid that I wish I could show you, but I'm not going to be able to do that because we don't have the studio up and ready yet. But I'm really praying, and I know Tony's telling me it's getting closer and closer. I think we have mostly the shell of it already. We got to put all the the guts in there. We got to get the the computers. We got to get all the recording devices and everything up. So it's been really exciting, and I'm really excited to to get that up and get some video for you. But I know with this one, guys, uh, I really wanted to talk about this because it's really really important because a rapper by the name of Ti. As many of you guys may have known him, he's multi, the guy has multiple platinum artists, or platinum awards, he's been in a number of movies, I believe he's even an Ant-Man as one of the characters, I mean, he's very, very popular, and he has a, a popular podcast show that he's been doing as well, and a lot of people are checking this guy out, seeing what he's all about, and for me... He was pictured at a church, so I was like, oh, cool, I'll I'll get the quote that he spoke about, because what happened was, when he was pictured, he made a very disgusted face at what the pastor was teaching, and people were wondering, what on earth, why, (laughs) what is this face you're making that makes makes it sound like you heard something absolutely horrendous, and so I said, okay, I'll go and find the podcast show where he spoke about why he made such a face. And what he had to say was, I thought, really enlightening, but also it was hard to find on there because it's really hard to listen to the podcast show with all the F-bombs and all the cussing that's going on. And I was a little disappointed. I'm like, I know he's at a prosperity teacher's church, but the fact that he's disgusted, I thought, hey, maybe he's looking at this and saying, this is not true gospel preaching. And so I said, oh, maybe he's a believer. And then come to find out it doesn't look like that. <laughs> His music has always uh, not pointed towards that. And I know that he was even arrested recently in 2018, I believe, for drunk and disorderly conduct and things like that. So I was not expecting all that great, all <laughs> too great of things to, to read about or to see about. But I thought it was interesting what he had to say, because one of the things he said about going to uh, the New Light Christian Center Church in Houston, Texas, was he was disgusted, and the picture that was caught of him being disgusted, this is what he had to say. He said, are you telling me, after hearing something that um, the guy said, he said, you have the nerve to say, come on, y'all, you get your blessings heard? He said, are you telling me I have to give $1,000 for the good Lord Almighty to hear my blessings? That's probably when I made that face. As he says, get your blessings heard, said T.I., whose real name is Clifford Joseph Harris Jr. This is extortion. At this point, you're telling these people they will not be blessed unless they give you their money, their money to you? And this is the problem I have with black churches. That's why I had that face. And you see the guys, he's right, actually. This is extortion. And you know what disgusts me is the fact that, no offense to this guy, no, I don't care if I offend He's a reprobate man, okay? This is a reprobate man looking and being able to classify this false teaching as for what it is, which is extortion, promising you money. Oh, you'll get back tenfold, promising you stuff that the scriptures do not promise you in this way, period, end of sentence. They simply do not. This is such a disgusting false teaching, and it's one thing that I've been really, really bothered by in this. As a, as a blood-bought believer, since I've come to know the Lord, 
One thing that really, 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 really bothers me is people that hinder the gospel message. And if you can find me something that has hindered the true gospel message, then the likes of Benny Hinn and Todd Bentley's and these people, I'd be very surprised. I'm talking about with those who people would consider inside the Christian church. When you talk to someone and invite them to church or you talk to someone about the gospel in the streets, I can tell you personally over and over again, I've heard not, oh, they just want your money. They're just going to do this. And over and over again, we found that to be true about a lot of false teachers. In fact, I'll tell a, a personal story. When I went to Africa to ask my wife to marry me, um, we were talking to a lot of people in the town. And if you guys know anything about what goes on in Uganda and different places in Africa, is these guys are, are fleecing the flock out there. A lot of these people are being promised things that aren't delivered. And, and literally people die in their poverty out there after being promised by all these false teachers, all the blessings that they're going to receive as long as they give them money. And I know that Joe had spoken a number of, at a number of different churches, and we had someone there with us that spoke, I believe it's Lugandan, I, I could be wrong on that, but who spoke the native language that was being interpreted, and he told us straight up that the pastor was not interpreting all the things that Joe was saying when he was coming against the prosperity gospel, because Joe came out there with a mission to make sure he was going to preach against that prosperity nonsense, because it's a lie from the pit of hell. And we believe wholeheartedly that a lot of these charlatans are sending people to hell. So it's sending people to die. I think a lot of them have even have faith, but some of people find faith in this false word of faith, prosperity gospel movement that they find a, a different Jesus. And it's really, really heartbreaking that that's going on. It's very similar to what Jesus spoke of the Pharisees. They said, you shut out or you keep people from the kingdom of God and you do not enter yourselves. And a lot of times that's what's going on. And I remember talking to a number of people out there and they told us about when Creflo Dollar came and visited and that he went where the Ugandan national team plays soccer and the place was sold out. And it was $50 a piece to get in. $50 a piece to get in. And they said he was dancing on the money on the stage and this is not this is not uncommon this is something that does happen they dance on the money on the stage you can find this on youtube clips ad nauseum and if it doesn't boil your blood i gotta ask if you have a pulse as a believer that he would do this to people and what's disgusting is if you understand how much 50 dollars is to those people there in africa at least at least in uganda where a lot of them earn maybe a dollar a day and then are now spending almost two months of wages two months of wages to hear this guy speak, to be promised blessings. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that they would do that. And you know what's sad? Is the Muslim mosques on the street are offering 50 bucks for them to convert to Islam. Did you guys know that? So here is Creflo Dollar promising, give me $50. And then you have the Muslim saying, hey, we'll give you $50. All you got to do is convert. Do you see how the devil works in both ways? Do you see how Satan has his hand in that? Guys, this is why I, I'm passionate about this. Because this is nonsense. You have people that are screaming out, yelling at money as if it's an entity that will answer to you. In fact, let me play a, a short clip real quick, Tony. If you could pull that clip up. As long, my sister, I know you've been reading the Bible, but as long as we say lay it up, the wicked going to keep it. But God says time for us to tell that money, you don't belong to the wicked. You belong to us. And I want you to get in the right place. Money coming to me now. That's absolute nonsense. I mean, the fact that you could sit there and listen to that and 
or you could stand on a stage. I tremble, okay? I think about this all the time when it comes to delivering God's truth to people. And you think about James chapter 3, verse 1, where it says, Not many of you should be teachers. There's not many you should esteem or strive to be teachers. Why? Because you will incur a stricter judgment. I think about Luke chapter 14, where there's many stripes, where there's much light, and where as much is given, much is required. And I think about being able to deliver God's word to people. I don't care if it's on the street or from a pulpit or anywhere. And to not rightly divide the word of God to say stuff like that, to command money to come to him, to make the message about money and not the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the preciousness of the blood of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior, who died a horrible death on the cross and were screaming, money come come unto me, cometh to me. Now, it's embarrassing. And it's not just this. Because you have the prosperity gospel, and one thing that comes with it, you got the little God doctrines that were all little gods. And another thing that comes alongside of that is false signs and wonders and fake healings. Guys, here's the thing I believe in Sola Scriptura, all right? I believe that Scripture alone is where I get all of my doctrine, period. Okay, my experience is only matters if it lines up with Scripture, my prayer life only matters if it lines up with Scripture. Over and over again, I could go back and forth. Whatever, whatever philosophy I believe in must line up with Scripture. So, when we see the nonsense that's going on, I see how a lot of people swing the pendulum. And I'm going to play a clip that if if I went off experience, I understand how somebody could be a cessationist and say the gifts have to totally cease. I just can't do that with Scripture, okay? I will not go that far. I won't go beyond that which is written. Okay, and become a cessationist. All right, I do believe that the gifts are for today, but I also believe that sensationalists, those in charismania, those who we're going to play another two more clips here, these people are charlatans, and I think a lot of this is honestly demonic. Tony, if you could play that clip real quick. I'm just getting into a prophetic vein. Man that the king did in the Bible, someone with a digestive tract problems, quickly call. Man that the bakasata, there's a miracle for you. Man that kishin did it with soya, intestinal problems. Someone with similar intestinal problems. We see several people being delivered from the classmate bag. So the disability with a child, some type of a learning disability. We've seen many, many children healed. We've seen midgets grow. We've seen arms and legs that stop growing because the growth cells that stop. Man that basata, I don't make this stuff up. We have thousands of testimonials documented by people's lives that have been changed. You do make that stuff up. You're, you, you never saw a midget grow. Okay. I think, I think the correct term is, is, is small person. And, uh, but, but nonetheless, what on earth is that? Where do you see this babbling in scripture? Oh, I, I can tell you where you see it. It's where they get rebuked by Paul for doing it. Okay. Because when we see tongues in Scripture, we see tongues of a couple different natures. We see tongues specifically where it's being spoken. Every single person, no matter what area, where they're from, and what language they speak, can understand it. That's when you see the Holy Spirit poured out in Acts chapter 2. You also have a tongue that you keep quiet and keep it between you and God. And you have one that is interpreted. That's it. Oh, I'm sorry. There is one more. A fake one, like what this guy was doing. This nonsense, colostomy bags and midgets growing, whatever on earth he was 
doing there. He was either completely lying or I believe it was demonic. I think that's the only choice we have here. And I think what more to bring just a blight, uh, what more to give a black eye to the body of Christ than to follow these nonsensical, ridiculous people shouting out this junk, promising people things that the scriptures don't promise. Do you know what? Do you know what the Bible actually says that scripture promises? For all those who want to live godly in Christ Jesus, you will suffer persecution. That's a beautiful promise, isn't it? I'm sure, I'm sure Rod Parsley, I'm <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure Todd Bentley loves, you know, preaching from that scripture that all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. You see, a lot of people don't realize when we see and we read about the life of Paul, the Apostle Paul, when we see and read about his life, to realize what he left to become an apostle, what he left behind, being a Pharisee of Pharisee, not only a celebrity of his day, but how about a spiritual celebrity? How about someone who... Literally, people walked down and looked at you and thought, oh, wow, look at that man. And he left that behind to be beat and ridiculed and mocked. He left all those things behind. And I go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. This is where it says, starting in verse 22, it says, Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I speak as if insane. I more so, in far more labors, in far more imprisonments, beaten times without number, often in danger of death. Five times I received from the Jews 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have spent in the deep. I have been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my countrymen, dangers from the Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers on the sea, dangers among false brethren. I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak? My being, who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? If I have to boast, I will boast of what pertains to my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. That is the purpose-driven life <laughs> that Paul had. I'm just kidding with that. Rick Warren's a false teacher as well. But um, hey, please go see our, our video on this emerging church. But um, guys, this is truly, truly a Christian life. Paul leaving behind everything of the pharisaical nature, leaving behind the celebritism, leaving it all behind to take beatings over and over again, sleepless nights. But I love how he ends it. Apart from such external things, there's a daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Do we have concern for all the churches that this is the stuff being taught? That these are the lies being propagated to people? Do we have concern? I just drove through Texas where I was not far from where this was happening. Okay, where T.I. was at this concert, or at the concert, might as well have been, I guess, uh, where T.I. was at this performance, because that's what it is. It's a performance. 
and he saw the nonsense. How on earth are we not discerning this when the non-believers can discern this? Do we not see? Are we not disgusted? Does this not boil our blood that people are being led astray in this way, that they think that the gospel is somehow going to bring them health and wealth? And what happens when those things do not happen? Where will their faith go? Will their faith lie in the person of Jesus Christ? That's what I want to ask. Where will their faith lie when they come out with nonsense after nonsense? I have one more video to play because I just want to show you one more time, okay? Just listen to the junk. Real quick, Tony, play that clip. I'm going to stand up in faith and I'm going to sow an Isaiah 54, 17 seed of $54.17. Let's go to the phone. Do it right now. Go to the phone. So he's going to take... A number, okay, a number from the scriptures, okay, and if you guys know the verse from from Isaiah 57, it's about no weapon formed against you shall prosper, right? But he's going to take that number, numbers that obviously the writer's intent was never to grab these numbers because they didn't exist until the 16th century, okay? We're talking about over 2,000 years after they were written in Isaiah that these numbers were added. And he's going to throw up this random number and say, this is the money you should donate. Call now and donate this number. Guys, that's witchcraft. That's not Christianity. That's not Bible-believing, biblical teaching. That is witchcraft, throwing random numbers. This is numerology. This is disgusting. How does this not bother us? What? We need to talk more about this. We need to call this out more. You know, a lot of people ask the question about, you know, discernment ministry and things like that. Oh, well, why are you guys always calling out this? And why are you calling? Bro, because we love people and don't want to see them go astray. Wrong doctrine leads to wrong living. Paul wouldn't have told Timothy to watch his life and his doctrine in doing those he would save himself and those who hear him if he would not save himself and those who hear him. It's a big problem when you are deceived and deceiving others. It's a big problem when we get the focus off of Jesus. We have a 66-book love letter telling us the history of mankind from the end to the beginning. And the overarching theme from Genesis through Revelation is one thing and one thing alone. The redemption of God's people, the bride of Christ, which will be unstained. That is the overarching theme from Genesis through Revelation. That Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would come and that he did come and that he's coming again. And instead of having Jesus as our focus, instead of having God's word as our focus, we turn these words into simply numerology and witchcraft. And that's what word of faith is. That's what the little God's doctrine is. That is what the prosperity gospel is. It is simply witchcraft with Christian lingo, just as it's always been. Just as it's always been. It's Marcionism as well. If you guys know anything about the early Gnostics, I I really suggest you reading how Marcion, how Irenaeus describes Marcion going into houses and using this witchcraft to coerce people's wives away. 
It's really heartbreaking when you read it. And then when you put it alongside all the sexual promiscuity that takes place in the Word of Faith movement, from the Swaggards to the Bakers and all the way down the line from the Paula Whites, right? Even if you go, you can go back to Texas at the very beginning and edifice of Cornerstone of that church in San Antonio. Guess what? Hagee, John Hagee, divorcing his wife at their little Bible study, finding a new wife, and that's his current wife now. Look at the edifice also. Go over to, go over to Hillsong. We can go over to Australia. What's the edifice? Pedophilia. We are talking about sexual promiscuity. This is what follows this, guys. And the same thing Marcion was doing, early Gnostics. You, you have to understand that Satan, over and over again, okay, he acts the same way. He's a, he acts the same way. All he does is package it a little differently, over and over and over again. And it breaks my heart. And set my arms broken on, heart has been broken on that, thinking about that, being bothered by that, being disgusted by that. I want to end this show on a good note, something beautiful. Okay, because I thought about this when I saw it. It's heartbreaking, one, but also it's beautiful, and it should also talk, talk to us, speak to us, fathers out there, or guys. Don't think you aren't, you can't be a father of someone in the faith, as Paul was to Timothy. Okay, don't think that you can't be someone that yearns people in the truth. Okay, I have plenty of guys I know that have wrestled for me, people that have been in the youth group that I consider, and you can ask Holly, I act like they're my children as well. Okay, because I want to make sure and it would break my heart if something they fell or didn't follow the Lord or something. It would it would absolutely break my heart, just like Paul talked about Second Corinthians 11. There's external things that are happening, the beatings and all that. But but caring about the church, being broken hearted about the church, those things are stuff we consider. But I was thinking about this and this is a story it was on the New York Post and it said 13 children of FDNY firefighters killed on 9-11 are set to graduate from the Fire Academy Tuesday. 13 children whose fathers died on 9-11 going to save lives decided they're going to follow that example. If that's what they're going to do, that's what I'm going to do. I think that's pretty radical when you think about them losing their father to the very profession that they would go into. It reminds me, of course, of John 15, 13. Obviously, Jesus was talking about himself laying down his life, but we all know through the history of the Christian church has been blood laid out for other believers, blood laid out for the the cause of the faith. It was Tertullian who said the blood of the Christians is the seed and that you couldn't kill the church. (laughs) The church would just grow every time you tried to kill it. Every time you mow them down, they'll grow. But I think about that, and, and I know that's to believers, and I don't know where anyone, any one of these guys stands in that regard. But as a father, as someone who cares about my walk and watches my walk, I want to make sure that my life, forget my kids wanting to be firefighters, I want my kids to look at my life and say, I want to follow Jesus. I want my kids to look at my life and recognize that I'm not a fake, I'm not a phony, this isn't something I talk about on a podcast show or when I teach the Bible to someone or when I'm sharing the gospel, but I want to live it out for my family. And that doesn't mean I'm perfect. I slip, I stumble, okay? That that happens. But guess what? Ultimately, I want my kids to know that I'm real. And when I do stumble and I do mess up, that I can say sorry for getting upset at you in a way that was unbiblical. And they can see that, that... Ultimately, it's because my standard is with God's word. 
Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 7, they call this Shema Israel. And it's Hero Israel. That's basically what it means, is Hero Israel. Shema Israel. Hero Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. That's Deuteronomy 6, 4. But here's what it says right after that. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. These words, which I am commanding you today, shall be on your heart. But what should you do with them? Keep them to yourself? Certainly not. You shall teach them diligently to your sons, shall talk to them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. That means it doesn't end, okay? It doesn't end ever. You always, your life is about the gospel, okay? When you're driving in your car, your life is about the gospel. When you're sitting at your house, your life is about the gospel. Your life is about loving the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and your strength, everything you have within you, and passing that on to your children for them to see. They see your example and follow it. And they know that it's not, you don't believe it because it simply makes you feel good. You believe it because it's true and you follow a true savior. You follow a true Jesus, that this is our standard. This Bible right here, these words are not just written on a page. And this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10 through 15. It says, now you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings. Okay, that's Paul to Timothy, all right? His child in the faith. And he says, Such has happened to me in Antioch, in Iconium, and in Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord had rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and impostors will proceed from worse to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from your childhood... You have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. I'll let that be the finish.